This is the KSL Movie Show. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Starring Steve Sales and Doug Wright. They're infested with parasites. It's a terrible business. I wouldn't risk it. I really wouldn't. We don't have parasites. The Movie Show. Updates and reviews about movies and family entertainment. Now, Doug Wright on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Great to have you along on the Movie Show Matinee. And today we've got a lot of movies to talk about. We'll be talking about Money Monster, which is probably the biggest movie of the week, although there's a movie you like considerably better, right, Steve? Yeah, considerably, yes. I guess so. Uh, yeah. The Man Who Knew Infinity, not in wide release, a couple little places, but... Yeah, the ba- the main movie this week is uh, Money Monster and The Darkness, believe it or not, with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you said that's uh, not exactly a great horror movie. You know what? The the guy who made the trailer though deserves half the proceeds that whatever five dollars this. So movie he's makes. out there selling it, huh? Oh, he has sold this movie big time because there were people there last night for a, you know the opening. Yeah, they, they move them up to Thursday night, so sure. we were able to see it. But wow, this might be the the lamest horror movie ever. Oh wow! Now it, that's saying something. And I'm easily scared. I didn't even. I was begging for something to happen. Now, along with all the new movies that are opening on the big screen this week, we'll be talking about what's new at the Red Box. Yep. Although this isn't probably the most sterling week for new stuff. No, but I, I didn't even know the two movies that uh, that popped into the top twenty. And that's how good it is. <laughs> and of course, A movie the film critic never heard. That's of. right. And we'll also be looking at uh, what is up on the big screen now, the top ten, how these movies have been faring. So, Steve, which movie should we talk about first? Shall we do The Big Boy? Money Monster? Yeah. Let's do it. I want what happened to make sense. Not talking like that. Do not tell him things right now. That's not what he wants to right now. Give me, okay. Let me get you some you Just bargain for more time, all right? Give me. Look, you give me something, I give you something. Okay. Okay, Money Monster. You know, this is uh, based on Kramer. You know, you see him on TV giving stock tips okay, and so on. Some people are thinking you're talking about Seinfeld. No, no. <laughs> I'm talking about the guy that, you know, puts Jim on Kramer? that. Yeah, Jim Kramer, and he's out there making his picks and, you know, ding, ding, ding. Why would anybody be stupid enough to buy this? He's but actually here's, pretty interesting. You know, he's entertaining. Yeah. He's, he's entertaining. And, you know, there's some question about accuracy and so on. But, you know, he's he runs a big shtick. That's what this is based on. So we have George Clooney playing this guy and he comes out and he's got the bling and he's got the pretty women and the whole deal yeah America. oh he comes out and he dances around and he hits the buzzer and the buttons and he has all of his little you know movie clips you know when there's a uh, when there's a movie that stinks somebody comes up with an axe and goes Rah! you know and yeah. cuts it up so he's making a recommendation on this company that he absolutely loves and ibis, ibis that, yeah, yeah ibis and but nobody can f- figure out why it's all of a sudden taken a big crash and burn. And the only explanation that is offered from the company is that there was a glitch in the algorithm. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, real people lost their shirts on this. And there's one fellow that invested the money from his mother's home when she passed away. Yeah. And he decides, I'm basically mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Right. And so he sneaks onto the set while the show is live and basically takes the money monster hostage. Yeah. And at first people think it's a shtick. The the security guys, because he does outrageous, outlandish things on the show, and at first nobody's taking it seriously. And finally he fires a gun into the air, into the air up into the lights. Ceiling, yeah. 
And all of a sudden people go, oh, oh. Julia Roberts is his producer. She's back in the booth. I mean, think of all the people involved in a television program, and they are all at risk because this guy says, open the box. He's brought two boxes onto stage. He opens the box, and it's one of those infamous vests that seems to be laden with explosives. So he makes George Clooney's character put that on. He's got the detonator, you know, the dead man trigger. So if anybody shoots him, you know, all of a sudden everything blows up, which would kill everybody in the immediate area and maybe a half a block. So how do you deal with this? And so all of a sudden it really turns into an, an investigative piece. There's one pathetic scene where he's going, okay, maybe we can get your money back. Hey, if everybody will just buy a couple that of shares. Funny. And it starts to tick up a penny, goes <laughs> up a penny, and all of a sudden it goes down. And so what are they going to do to save not only his life but the lives of those who are working uh, around him? I, the investigative process on this was kind of interesting because, okay, a glitch. Okay, why did it glitch? Could it glitch? What happened? And so in order to try to save his life, they're trying to figure out what really did happen. They're making phone calls. They're making phone calls to Korea. They're trying to get the owner or the the CEO of the company. And watching that unfold was kind of interesting. But there are moments when you go, oh, that that couldn't happen. Well, that's that's one of the moments for me is that... Okay, we have a crisis situation where a man's life is being threatened, and we're going to go on a journey to discover why this happened. That seemed a little far-fetched to me. It was a little far-fetched, and the bottom line is the movie's entertaining. Julia Roberts is great in it as his producer, and and he's kind of, you know, he's, he's not an evil person, but he's just kind of one of those guys who's gone through the three divorces and you know he jokes about this he goes hey if you were to look at my cell phone the uh, you know the escort service is on my speed dial and he just kind of is in it for the shtick and the game he's made more money than you can imagine but it's entertaining but i there were problematic moments you mentioned something yesterday on the show you know the language that people are using and remember this is all raw spilling out on tv and in order to save the guy's life you know if, if they cut the feed you know, he's he, going to shoot him. He shoots him yeah. or detonates. and But, oh, man, the language is rugged, and it, it's it's tough. So, I you know, minor recommendation for it. You know, I'm in the three-ish range on this one. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, this is Jodie Foster directing this. Yeah. And they all came on board because they really love her and love working with her. Um, I, you know, I enjoyed the piece. Uh, I thought there were moments. I, I enjoyed when they brought the wife in to try to calm him down. I thought that was an interesting the, moment. The girlfriend, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's, yeah, For, uh, yeah, she's with, with child. With child, yeah. And you know, you think that she's going to be really sympathetic, and woo. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that didn't go as planned. But, that didn't. Uh, you know, there were moments I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I like George Clooney, and I love Julia Roberts. So, you know, you're going to go, probably going to go see it just for those two. Um, but just keep in mind, the language is really rough, uh, and it's a little contrived. Um, there are some sexual scenes in it, too, that honestly is kind of funny. There, there's, a pro- there, there's a product. Oh, Just, just right, as he's right, going right. on the air, and he goes, well, go try this. And it kind of involves, uh, you know. Yeah, that was, that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it's a rough little movie. I mean, it's not uh, sugar-coated anyway, and, uh, but it, it's okay. I gave it a B-minus. Yeah, and it's rated PG-13. No, it's rated R, 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 R. No, pardon me. Yeah, just thinking about the number of words in there. Yeah, it's definitely rated R. And uh, so we're roughly on the same page on this one. You're a little too high, frankly. With my three? Yes. Because you would equate to a 
That would about be a two and a half. Three minus. Yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Take a quarter off of that and you'll be perfect. Okay. You know, on that note, realizing that still to come, we've got some art films. Yeah. We've, we've got a movie that has been released on film. Yeah. And, you know, in the old days, so what? Well, right. now... Nobody runs film anymore but the Tower Theater, so and we'll talk about that. they all whined about it. Oh, we can't go over. It's going to cost us everything. Yeah. Like, oh, no, we're done. Yeah, so everything's digital now, but there is an actual 35-millimeter film out there that we'll talk about. And we'll uh, walk you through the Movie Show Top Ten. We'll, of course, talk about what's new with the Red Box, all coming up here on the Movie Show Matinee at KSL News Radio. The Movie Show. Hey, look, he's trained. Shake. Uh-huh. Speak. Hi there. <gasps> Did that dog just say hi there? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It's the movie show matinee at KSL News Radio. Steve, how about if we talk about what is new at the Red Box? What have we got? Nothing new that you'll recognize. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie, kind of a sci fi thriller called 400 Days, where people are in a biodome and something's happened to the world. Oh, while no. While they're in there. Uh, that's at number 20. And number 17, a movie called Regression with Ethan Hawke. Uh, sort of a little psychological thriller. They, it was never screened or released in theaters, but there you have it. Top 10 uh, will include uh, The Hateful Eight, still up there. Um, Quentin Tarantino's movie, a very yeah. long Western, but, you know, and it's a little overdone. I mean, I, I have to admit, I, I love Tarantino at times. He's so creative. And this was creative, but maybe just a little over the top. Well, and as you mentioned, too, this isn't the one you want to wean yourself on. No, I wouldn't start with this one. Uh, yeah. Maybe finish with it, uh, but I wouldn't begin. At number nine, Creed, uh, a great little movie about th- you know the next generation of boxers and how uh, S- S- uh, Sylvester Stallone's character, Rocky Balboa, plays a part in right. grooming this young man. I thought that was just a neat story. Sweet role, and, you know, the... This was the bittersweet thing for everybody in the cadre of critics because everybody in this area wanted Rocky to win. Yeah, and Sylvester in fact, when, we actually let him know that he had won our Film Critics Award, and he actually responded with Twitter and said, hey, I, I, I'm honored that you would consider me. Now, that, that is that that's is pretty really classy. Cool. No, that is that is very, very cool. Uh, number eight, Norm of the North, an animated uh, film that looks like it might be cute, but don't let that deceive you. This is a mess of a movie that makes no sense on yeah. any level. Unless you're just looking for noise in front of a screen, this is that movie. At uh, number seven, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, another <laughs> in a series of – every time I see Jason Lee now, I just want to smack him because he's the right. – He's supposed to be the grown-up, you know, Dave Seville character in these movies, and these movies have just gotten worse. At number six, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah, that's a uh, great movie. Yeah, a little money maker there. Yeah, yeah. So I think a few people have heard of that. Yeah. At number five, uh, Point Break. This is a new version with new Johnny Utahs and and uh, whatnot. They certainly don't have the same charisma, though. That. Uh, Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. Well, Patrick to the first Swayze, one. I get that, but boy, you know, to think that. We needed more pep like Keanu Reeves is kind of... <laughs> I know he's always been accused of being wooden, but that might be the one movie where he actually yeah. d- does, I think, a pretty good job. Uh, at number four, Daddy's Home, uh, two fathers fighting over the same family, one a, an estranged husband who thinks it'd be cool to come back, while you've got Will Ferrell, who's just this namby-pamby stepdad who he's just getting trounced <laughs> everywhere he turns. It's, it's a funny bit. Number three, sisters. Two sisters come home. 
and they find out their parents are selling their home. Oh no! What oh, do no. they do? Well, hey, let's have a big party to celebrate. Yeah, and it was like they they reverted back yeah, to their like, senior year of high school. Exactly, they act like they were sixteen again. Yeah, but much raunchier. And, yeah, especially so. for the two great comedians. They, they yeah. don't they don't have to stoop no. to this level. No. Uh, number two, the choice. Um, a Nicholas Sparks movie set in the same place they all are, with <laughs> and, two very cute people. And the same format. We always have angst and somebody dies. If there's thunder in a Nick Sparks movie, somebody's dying. That's right. And number one, The Fifth Wave with uh, Chloe uh, Grace Moritz. She's good. The first half of this movie is good. But by the time we find out what The Fifth Wave is, the movie loses its strength and kind of dissipates okay even though it's kind of a cool alien movie to begin with all right there you have the movie show red box next week the revenant the revenant will be out on tuesday so just a few days that'll be a huge movie yeah a lot of people will be renting that yes okay now which movie should we review next uh i would love to talk about the man who knew infinity you wanted to know how i get my ideas god speaks to me there are no proofs. We're just supposed to take him at his word? No, you're to take him at mine. So we have this genius out of India yeah. who can come up with math equations that are almost unimaginable that some of the big guys back at where, Cambridge? Yeah, they're at Trinity College, a part yeah. of Cambridge, I think. They've been working on forever and ever and ever. Right. But he just blurts these equations out, but he can't basically do the back steps you know and oh, he has he has complete notebooks filled with them yeah but the proof the of proof how of he them. got to the equation he has no clue he just knows that the he's he's a numbers guy and <laughs> i mean even when he they first f- discover him he's in an accounting house and they said why aren't you using an abacus i mean these are big numbers and he's like um well i can pretend to just push him back and forth but i already know the numbers yeah in my head he goes well they they check him and of course he's absolutely dead on. So the kid has a gift, and Jeremy Irons, who's in Cambridge, recognizes that gift. Now the question is, Irons is playing an atheist, and um, uh, the Dev Patel character uh, Rama, I forget his name, yeah, is a devout Hindu. So they have this clash, but it's you know they they work it out. They figure out okay, you have something here. We need to make sure that we. You know, encourage you with all the enthusiasm that we can, even though it's hard for me to muster the idea that somebody is getting, you know, math quotes from God. That just doesn't make any sense to me. But as they prove out, I mean, even some of the the most ardent critics in in their department, he goes, that is the most brilliant mind I have seen in a generation. That's amazing. It is cool. And, you know, some people have that gift. I know. And you go, what? Can you imagine how difficult it would be for some of those people to relate to the rest of us when we don't see that stuff, don't get that stuff, but to them, it's like breathing. It is. In fact, he's walking along the beach with his um, his wife, who he has to leave behind, uh, and he says, you know, just looking at the sand, I see equations in everything. Wow. It was really kind of cool. So this is my pick of the week. It's uh, A Man Who Knew Infinity, and it is playing at the Broadway at Jordan Commons, maybe a couple other places. You'll have to look for it. Not in wide release, but uh, this is one of those movies that it's just kind of inspiring and uh, 
It's a true story. So what grade are you giving this? I gave it a B plus. B plus, and it's rated? Uh, PG-13. PG-13. Okay. Uh, on that note, we probably ought to take a brief break, and we will come right back with more of the movie show matinee here at KSL News Radio. What are the other movies we're going to look at, Steve? Uh, we're going to look at a movie called Doe. With, uh, it's a bakery uh, with Jonathan Price. We have Too Late with uh, uh, John Hawks. And uh, we have The Darkness with... Kevin Bacon. Okay, and still to come, too, we'll run through the movie show top ten. It's all here at KSL News Radio. The movie show. Where are you now? I'm sitting in my office. I doubt that. Why would you doubt that? If you were in your office right now, we'd be having this conversation face to face. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Steve, let's take a look at another movie. I, I'm curious about this one. We talked about this yesterday. That is actually, it was shot on film. It's being released on film. It is not in digital. And one of the few places in our area that could play it is the Tower Theater. That's the only place I, that I know of right now that still has a projection system. And the guys that work there were so excited that they got <laughs> to actually, you know, do an old film projector. They thought it was cool as all get out. Uh, it's called the movie's called Too Late. It is a film noir set in Los Angeles, a murder mystery. Uh, although it is each um, take is about fifteen to twenty minutes long, so the length of a a reel, and they don't they're not chronological, which will throw you off at the beginning because you're like, where are they going with it? Yeah. Wait, he just already had this conversation, you know. So, but it does tie together, and in that regard, it's kind of cool. But in a gimmicky sort of way, it feels like a very low-budget, light, sort of, um, oh, Mulholland Drive kind, oh, of, yeah. kind okay. of movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, with everything chronologically moved around. But that, that's probably the best example. That's what that movie felt like to me. Um, so it might be, you know, for the purists who want to see something on a projector, Yeah. Uh, you, you don't hear it or anything because it's way up top, but it still has that feel, that kind of grainy look to it. And that's kind of neat. I and mean, there's something nostalgic about watching this movie. It is, uh, it is not rated, but it would definitely be R because there's a lot of nudity. There's one woman just, she has a shirt on, but she's walking around, you know, yeah. without her pants on for, like this whole, ten minute, fifteen minute scene. Wow. Like, what? Put some clothes on, woman. Oh wow. Robert okay. Forster's in this. Uh, John Hawks, um, uh, Jeff uh, Fahey's a great character actor. He's in this. A bunch of people. I was surprised to see how many. For a low-budget movie, that uh, they got all these people to play these parts. Have you ever wondered how they do that? You know, sometimes it's it's the director. Everybody wants to work for Christopher Guest. Everybody wants to work for Woody Allen. Everybody, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, Spielberg, but of course, Spielberg and low budget doesn't exactly jive there. But a lot of these films really are relatively low, and you wonder. And we we hear that some of these world-class, major league, ten, twenty million dollar actors yeah. work for scale. Well, yeah, no, this is a project where this director is one of those up-and-coming guys who yeah. people have had an eye on. So I think people are, they also want to do art. They, you know, they'll do the big budget movies, yeah. but they are also actors. They want to act. Yeah. So why not do these little, small little films? And John Hawks is really quite good in this. No, sounds great. And again, only at? Only at the, um, the Tower Theater, which is, it's only being shown in 35 millimeter projectors across the country. So if your town doesn't have one, you're not getting to see you're too late. You're out of luck. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. How about if we run through the movie show top ten? Let's do Should it. Should we do it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's start with film number ten. Makes sense. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Well, at least the eye in the sky has finally left the, the yeah. number ten. That's stuck there for That's weeks. Stuck there forever. You know, this is one of those movies that was so dark, and for those of us that were raised on kind of truth, justice, and the American way, Superman, yeah. and almost a little campy Batman, wow, this this is a, a a generational shift for sure. Yeah, and and DC doesn't do it as well as Marvel. I'm no. sorry, I, I don't get a Disney check, but this really, Marvel can do the angst-ridden and then pull themselves out of this. This movie stayed down there, and it just, oh, I was so sad for two hours. Even when things get really, really tight in a Marvel, there are funny one-liners. There are little snide comments that are being made. You know, I've mentioned this before. Even when Robert Redford knows pretty much his number's up, he's still cracking, you know, kind of snide lines just before he's taken out of the game. And that's a style choice. Now, yep. the hardcore critic or, you know, the comic book people love that Batman versus Superman because that's more realistic to their yeah. universe but not to ours. Right. Ratchet and Clark is number nine. Clank. Clank. I keep doing that. Ratchet and Clark. And I Clark. know you're a big fan. Of- yeah. <laughs> Clank. <laughs> Clank, Clark, whatever. Oh, it's a little animated uh, space movie that has a little feel of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, just not yeah. anywhere near that. Good. And it's been out two weeks, has made $7 million. Yeah. yeah. And then the boss, Melissa McCarthy, not one of her better ones, but it's not one of her worst either. No, it is not. And and I did get a kick out of her taking over the uh, Girl Scout cookie enterprise at and, you know, I thought that was kind of funny. You know, if they'd backed off on some of the raunchiness, lewdness, and language around those little Girl Scouts, the dandelion, whatever they were. Yeah, dandelions, that's right. It, 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 I would have cut this movie a little more slack. I have a problem with that. You know, the real yeah. lewd, rank, raunchy stuff and language around kids in movies bugs me. It always has. Yeah, it seems inappropriate. All right, then we have uh, Barbershop, the next cut. Uh, yeah, well, the, the jokes are getting a little old, but the idea of trying to save their their children in South uh, Southside Chicago is definitely, uh, I, I thought, a really interesting point. And then we have Zootopia. All of us like Zootopia. Zootopia just really caught me off guard. I was one of the last to see it. I, I didn't see it on its initial screening for critics. But, boy, when I went to see this, I thought, man, this is just magical. I love these characters. I love the way it's animated. I love the message of the movie and the story. I thought this was great. I agree. Uh, this is one of those, if you looked at it on its face, even a poster, you you wouldn't go in. No, no. A bunny cop and, you know, yeah. uh, it's, a water buffalo is the police chief and stuff <laughs> yeah. like this. just seems dumb, but it's not. No, it's not. It's really well worth seeing. And not just for the kids. You know, right. Take the kids and watch it with them. Stay with them. And then Keanu is next. Uh, Key and Peel love these guys. Uh, they did a little. Sh- they had a show on Comedy Central, and they've now gone to the big screen. And they pulled it off. Uh, sometimes when you do sketch comedy, you can't really do a 90-minute movie. This does have a few moments where there's lulls, but for the most part, I thought this was a good movie. Fun. Well, this is a movie that I think uh, has been underwhelming for a lot of folks. The Huntsman, Winter's War, uh, we've talked about this uh, opening weekend for this kind of star power and everything else. You'd think it would just clean up. In three weeks, it's made, I think, less than they had hoped for on their first weekend. Well, we're, we're messing with fairy tales. And we're doing this prequel-sequel nonsense that kind of shoves these movies in the middle, towards the end, 
before the beginning, and it doesn't make any sense to people. We barely even mentioned Snow White here. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was kind of strange, but uh, eh, this movie had issues. It is a trend. I mean, they are milking everything out. Prequel, sequel, somewhere in between. Hey, if one evil queen is good, let's get two. Yeah. And, wow, yeah. Yeah, I'm, she wasn't evil to begin with, but, boy, her sister really yeah. brought her in. Oof. Okay, then we have Mother's Day. This continues that uh, series, kind of the Valentine's Day, the New Year's Eve type thing, where we have multiple stories all weaving around a certain day or a certain event, and then we find out that everybody's got to tie either familial or their their friends, and it all kind of culminates on the big day. In this case, it is Mother's Day. This is one of the better ones in that genre, but, you know, not great, but it's entertaining. Yeah, I, I agree. Made $22.8 million, and it's been out two weeks. And then we have The Jungle Book. Jungle Book is fabulous, but again, just right off the top, if you're taking anybody under six, really rethink that. And, you know, you know your child much better than anybody else, but, boy, make sure. And then for even those that are six, seven, and eight, depending on what their sensitivities are, yeah. because while this movie is wonderful, it is beautiful, it is entertaining, it does carry a real edge and some things that will freak some of the little more sensitive kids out. And the reason for that is it's so engaging. These kids are going to be invested in this movie, and when they see death, it's going to be startling. For yeah. Them. And then the number one movie in America, Captain America, Civil War, and we were raving about this movie last week. It is, you know, it's not perfect, but it is so much fun. And the way we have superheroes galore here, there are a couple that are missing. We don't have the Hulk. We don't have, you know, uh, Thor. Thor, <laughs> that's right. But we've got a new one. What is it? Black Panther, isn't Black it? Black Panther. Yeah, we have Black Panther. And, and where then, I come from, Black Panther meant something else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. And then we have a reintroduction of Peter Parker and a little budding, brand new, newly minted uh, Spider-Man. Which I loved. Yeah, I did too. I almost I, stole the movie. And then I loved too, Ant-Man was in this oh, movie. Paul Rudd is always fun. Which was so much fun and I really like Captain America Civil War, and $179 million is outstanding. Although, I have to admit, I really thought it was going to go over, too. I agree. I thought it was, too. But I think the length of the movie uh, hurt it a little bit in box office. You can't show it that many times um, and still make money. But I think this one's going to have legs. I think this is going to have longer legs than Batman v Superman, for sure. Yeah, and there's nothing really on the immediate horizon that's going to knock this out of place. Well, you've got X-Men Apocalypse, but I think once the word gets out about that movie... Yeah, you saw that earlier this week. Yeah, it's it's a little threadbare. We've got some issues here. Okay. All right. We'll be reviewing that when? Uh, On the 27th. On the 27th. Yeah. All right. At this juncture, we should probably take a brief break. What do we still have? Uh, We have Doe, and uh, we have The Darkness. The Darkness. Lay bad cinema when it comes to horror movies? Well, I'm kind of a, a wuss when it comes to horror movies. This one didn't. I didn't lose a, a, wow. a wink of sleep. And Kevin Bacon stars in this. Yeah. Okay. That's coming up next here on the Movie Show Matinee. The Movie Show. I'm sorry. What? I called you City Stuff. That was pretty close. That's, that's a lame nickname. That was good. Better than Jobin. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We still have two movies we need to take a look at, Steve, and let's save the better of the two for last. Which one should we do here? Ooh, well, that's uh, talk about lesser of two evils. <laughs> I guess it would be Doe. Doe? Yeah. All right, here we go. There's a job where I work. Has you got any bacon experience? I made toast this morning. All right, a trial. Okay. 
Uh, Jonathan Price plays uh, a an aging uh, Jewish baker whose father started the bakery. It was Dayan and Son. And now, you know, Son wants his son, but his son is a lawyer. He says, oh, we don't have enough Jewish lawyers. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's losing business, I mean, mainly because his customers are dying off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a big market next door that's, you know, full supermarket. So he's having a hard time competing, could go under. Uh, loses his apprentice. Um, you know, everybody can pay more money than he can. And so he's kind of desperate. And his house cleaner is a, a, a Muslim from Africa. She has a son who's kind of been in trouble with the law. She's trying to get him on the straight and narrow. And so Jonathan Price's character takes a chance on him, even though she goes, oh, I'm Jewish, you're Muslim. Yeah. So we have the Jewish baker and the Muslim apprentice. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, and there's scenes where they're both, you know, honoring their religion through prayer at the same time. Uh, and they're kind of looking at each other like, what are you doing over there? And it's kind of interesting. You see similarities in, in some of the things they do to prepare, you know, for right. for each um, ritual. And I thought that was kind of interesting. But then the kid also, he's not making a lot of money there. So he decides he's going to lace the d- bread dough with marijuana. Okay. He's got a drug dealer guy who's, he's like, man, you're really pushing the product. And at first, you know, it's just like, hey, uh, could I get that special loaf with the extra sesame <laughs> seeds? Yeah. And the poor baker has no idea what's going on. But then, you know, he starts, the kid starts introducing it to all different things in the bakery and the line is around the block people are you know the bridge club is having the time of their life the satyrs are more fun than they've ever been and everybody what your bread's amazing (laughs) and he's so happy and they're making money and the kid's a jewel and you know you're like you're like this gift yeah and so i thought that went on a little way too long and didn't make a lot of sense so the movie has its issues but I did enjoy, and I love actually making bread. So to watch him teach him how to knead the dough and everything, I thought that was pretty cool. So there are parts of this I liked, but there's a lot of extra cheese yeah. uh, with some of this with this dough, frankly. Yeah. And so you're going to have to kind of grin and bear it a little bit. How many, uh, well, what, what is the grade? Uh, I give this a uh, B minus C plus in that C+. area. Okay. Uh, it's low budget. Just kind of cute. Tries it's well intended. Is what rated it is. PG thirteen? It is okay, and rated it's PG. playing over at the Broadway. Now, what else have we got? Oh, the other film, The Darkness. This is the other main movie of the week. Getting angry doesn't help. You're scaring him. He's scaring me. Kevin Bacon in this movie, but oh, I I, I wrote a little scene in my review where they go, okay, cue the Anasazi. Where are the Anasazi? They're in their trailer. They say they won't come out until. Uh, the writers put in a, just one, a scary moment in the movie. Really? They go, well, who are these guys? What do they know? It's like, look, it's not about the money. It's about self-respect. You, This movie is it's probably one of the worst scripts I've seen in a while. And almost to the point where it comes around to be funny unintentionally. Yeah. So if you're waiting for that scary moment to pop up in this movie, it never does. <laughs> and it just is a terrible... Kevin Bacon, you've got Paul Reiser as his boss, Raja Mitchell as the wife. You've got a bulimic daughter. That doesn't make any sense. The autistic son. Uh, everyone has issues, but there's nothing resolved on any level. It's just thrown out there like little red herrings, you know, across your path. And they're, they get to a scene. Like the wall is like, you know. Yeah. And then they cut. 
and they go to something else. Like, hey, uh, you got that project done yet, Paul? Uh, no. No, Kevin, what do you think? And then, you know, there's another, yeah, okay, here we go, here we go. Yeah. No. They never nothing. develop it. Wow. And at the, oh, my gosh, the ending is so stupid. <laughs> it's just, oh, my gosh. If Poltergeist, even the second Poltergeist is ten times better than ooh, this. Ooh, that's brutal. Yeah. Okay, so it's titled again. It's called The Darkness. It is uh, rated PG-13, and uh, this gets a D, a one star, and I don't even know why it gets a one star, to be honest, because this is probably one of the worst films of the year that oh, I've man. seen. Okay, well, on that rousing endorsement. Yeah, The Darkness. Avoid okay. it like the plague, unless you just want a good laugh, and then you're going to tick off the other people around you who are waiting for the scare. It's not happening. Okay. Well, that does it for our movie show matinee. Thanks for being along on the show. And don't forget, next Friday, the traditional movie show here at KSL News Radio.